0: Welcome back to the vantage point. What's up, y'all? We are excited. We are post Thanksgiving. Mm. We are Christmas colored up. Oh yeah! In the podcast, it's booth. Holly Jolly season. It is Holly Jolly. I'm
1: fully into it now.
0: I am glad
1: because I've been there for a month. The yeah. If you don't know already, I'm a after Thanksgiving Christmas guy.
0: Uh, we call them Scrooges. In no, case you didn't. That's know. That's not true. We Jude and I were watching holiday Pierce. holiday movies. So I preached last or this this past Sunday. And right after Sunday, we didn't elevate that night. And so we just straight up movie, mm. Christmas movie binge.
1: Honestly, it was cold and rainy. I love that. It was fantastic. Yeah, I love that for y'all.
0: Bonding times, baby. Bonding times. Anyway, all right. So we are coming off of our podcast where we talked about spiritual apathy, uh, which tons of people gave us good feedback about. And so as I was praying through, okay, what do we talk about next? Coming from spiritual apathy, I think it's really important that we, we ended on three things. Yep. We ended on remembering God, repenting of, of our sin and renewing. And so as we looked at those three things, I thought this podcast would be really cool if we could just spend some time and unpack, okay, how do we live in this commitment? If we're going to recommit ourselves to the Lord, we're going to renew and refresh. We talked about it out of the Psalms last week, how David wanted to be renewed, wanted the Lord to draw near him. What does that look like in the Christian life? And I thought there would not be a better place to start than walking through, just briefly, a couple of spiritual disciplines
1: yeah i love it
0: now brody in your own words walk me through what is a spiritual discipline throwing you on the spot there
1: it. every dang time
0: uh simply (laughs) long pause i said in your own words instantly tries to find a definition (laughs) "Hmm, what is this
1: well because i haven't taken a class yet on this you know what a spiritual discipline is. Spiritual disciplines is. are everyday things that we should have in our lives, in our
0: Christian walk. That's it, bro. I think it's that simple. I think when we, we overcomplicate things in Christianity sometimes, and when we talk about spiritual disciplines, I think your reaction, though, is true. Yeah. We, we get intimidated, because that's an intimidating thing.
1: Well, when you hear the word discipline, yeah. you automatically fill your mind with, oh, gosh, what does that mean for me?
0: 100% yeah.
1: But it's not even like that. It's actually great. They're great things. They are great, All things. great things.
0: So. And the reason they're called spiritual disciplines is because there's a tension in our life. And, and you know this, listening, there's a tension in your life for the things that compete against what you give your attention to. And yeah. so you have to be disciplined in life in order to focus on the Lord. He's the priority, but you have to discipline yourself to view him in a worthy manner.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's I mean, you have to work at this. Yeah, I like it's, so. it's a thing you do your whole life. And I was talking about with our small group on Sunday morning that I was teaching with, and I was like, the answer to have you read your Bible should probably most likely be not as much as I probably should. Yeah. It's like, but you never get to the point where you're like, oh, I'm reading just the right amount of my Bible every single day. Like, you can always give more.
0: So this is funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side note this. There was a pastor who, a guy, a prominent pastor, a guy shared, he went to this, guy, this pastor's church, and he said, hey, what's your biggest sin? Hmm. And this pastor said, you know, I'm going to be honest, the thing that I'm struggling with is I probably don't study my Bible as often as I should. So the guy was like, dude, how, what's that look like? And he's like, yeah, I used to study at eight hours a day and now I only study at five. And I'm like,
1: what? Are you kidding? Shin. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious?
0: Oh my anyway. gosh. Well, how old was he? Uh, he's pretty old. He's oh, I
1: guess guy. that makes more sense.
0: Anyway. All right. So let's dive in. Let's get serious about it. What, uh, spiritual disciplines in its simplest state, a spiritual discipline is literally just putting importance. Um, on certain things that help you grow in your walk with the Lord. Yeah, And so things that we're going to look at today, uh, prayer, mm. scripture reading, honestly, community, uh, evangelism, those are just a couple that I really want to dive into because we don't, I don't want to spend uh, so much time that we don't don't get to other things, but I, yeah. I, I do think it's important that we spend time on those. And so, and, and I, I'll throw worship in there as well. So let's just dive right into it, okay? Spiritual discipline of prayer. What is prayer? For I know I know we all know what prayer <laughs> is, but, but realistically, what is prayer?
1: Yeah, I mean, simply put, you can just say it's talking to God.
0: 100% talking to
1: God. So, and how you do that, I mean, can look in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we often think, oh, I have to sit here and close my eyes when I pray. Like, you can pray as you go. Yeah. Like, sometimes I pray in the car because that's um, the least distracted that I am. Uh, I'm just focused on driving, so I'm not like, I don't have to worry about social media or if anyone texts me, I'm going to answer
0: it later. I think so, that's important that you just said that though. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. When you say you don't have to worry about social media and I could fill yeah. in the blank with that. I think that's really important. Your prayer time is specific time. Yes. Talking with God, but it's also time where you're tuning out and not, not necessarily ignoring. Cause like, I'm like you, sometimes I'm praying in the car. Yeah. But I'm not distracted when I'm praying. Does that make sense?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you you can't necessarily like, oh, I got a text, I need to like answer that right no. now because you're driving.
0: So, but my mind, I'm saying in my mind, I'm you, focused on. Yeah, obviously, if I'm driving, I'm focused on driving, but I'm also focused on hey, this is me and the Lord. Yeah, talking. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That is important. We have to be able to disconnect from things when we're talking to God because I think we can easily, you know, you may sit down with the right intentions of, okay, I'm going to spend ten minutes in prayer this morning, but your phone's on, or you have the TV on. Mm-hmm. or there's things going on around you, and that's a half-hearted prayer. You know, you're not necessarily devoting as much thought and time as you probably should to talking to your creator, like yeah. the one who literally created you.
0: So. And I, again, I, I think prayer is a very churchy thing that we talk about, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. And here's what I mean by that. We take for granted the fact that we get to pray, and because we take it for granted, it leads us to not pray mm. in a serious way. And myself included in that conversation, like obviously we're all going to pray when things go bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, or if things go extremely well, we're probably going to say thanks to God, aka every athlete that ever lived and walked the. Face I just want to thank God. I just want to thank God for this Super Bowl championship. I want to thank
1: God for every five touchdown pass that I. All just that did trash receive.
0: that I was talking and then things that I was saying, Lord, you forgive me, you know. But I uh, want to thank you. You did it, Lord. <laughs> it's all you, not me. <laughs> right, but so so that's reality. But if we're serious, man, those are the two extremes that people pray, Yeah, and God cares about all of our lives. And so a spiritual discipline of prayer, I mean, we obviously have the Lord's Prayer, and he gives us this example of what we're to pray for and how we're to pray, the posture we're to pray, but what he is saying there is, you want to have a confession that, man, God, your way is the best way. Mm. I need your help, Lord. I can't do this on my own. I want your will to be done in my life. I want you to help me to forgive others just like you've forgiven me. I want you to help me to live in Christ's likeness. Yeah, Our prayer should be filled with those themes. Yeah, And it should be disciplined. If, if you need reminders on your phone, like, hey, remind me to pray, put those reminders in there. Or if, or if you know, this is so silly, but it's true. Every time I see an amb- ambulance, I pray. Yeah. I pray for the person in that ambulance. I pray for them that they would know the Lord, that somehow he would, the God, God would bring the gospel into their life if they didn't know him. And it seems simple and silly, but it's true. With Judah, I pray when we wake up, we pray over meals, we pray on the way to school, we pray mm-hmm. when we get picked up from school, sometimes we just stop and pray. I put intentional reminders in my life to pray, because yeah. that's how I remember, that's how I discipline myself to do it.
1: Yeah, and it's all about reputation as well. Yeah. So you have to make, be practical with yourself. So if it's like, man, I'm scrolling Instagram, and I see a friend that I haven't talked to in forever, I'm like... I should pray for them real quick. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, that can be a way, I know we talk about social media as being a distraction. Yeah. We can utilize those things for good. Um, it's harder, I would argue, to do that than not. But um, if you just give you a practical, another example of like, oh, well, if I'm on Facebook and I see a post about someone who's like, man, I'm really struggling, yeah. pray for them.
0: Yeah. Like, don't just be the commenter who's like praying for y'all. Bro, that Bro, is the biggest pray. frustration of my <laughs> life when someone sa- like someone says, Man, I need you all to pray for me. And, and everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to pray for you. Or something bad happens and they're like, I'll be praying for you. For Dog. That. And they never pray. No. And, and dude, we are so yes. guilty. of Like, it is so easy to do. But when you tell someone you're going to pray for them. You should. Be disciplined and pray for them. Write it down. Figure it out. Or don't say it at all. The, I mean, this may be a
1: little bit like radical, but in college, I, me and my friends, my, my dudes that we were like in the house with, we talked about this and we were like, we don't want to be those kind of people. It's like, no. oh, we'll pray for you. So we would just pray for people in the moment. We'd ask them, they'd be like, hey, can I pray for you? Yeah. And nine times out of 10, they're going to say, absolutely. And you never know what that could lead to. Mm -hmm. That could lead to a further conversation about the gospel, whatever it may be. Absolutely. Like I've prayed for non-believers before. And that's an
0: example, by the way. You're setting an example for other people and other believers when you do that, and they witness that or that you do it for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. And God can use that in crazy ways.
0: I absolutely believe that. Second, I want to dive in. Okay, so you've got the spiritual discipline of prayer. We're going to get to Bible reading, but before we even do that, I want to talk about the spiritual discipline of worship. Mm. Now, when I say worship, I am not saying you just come to a service. Yeah. Because a lot of us can come to worship services and not worship. It's, It's a heart posture of placing ourselves in a position of worship, in a posture of worship, not just when we come in the four walls of a church, but with our lives, yeah, our lives are meant to be a worship of the Lord. How we live our life, how we spend money, how we interact with people, and, and nobody does that perfect. Again, none of us do these spiritual disciplines no. perfect. We are growing. It, you know, your dad. It's funny. He sent a thing in a text message with us in it last night, and it was Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> and he said, "When you come to salvation, it's Leo on the on the Titanic, yeah. Yeah. like feeling the wind blow. There's like this awesome feeling, and then he's got a a picture of uh, what is it the um, He's like crying or No 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 it's it's that movie with the bear where he fights the bear. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah DiCaprio yeah. fights the bear. with the re- it's it's <laughs> it's not the remnant. What is it called? I'll What's throw it?
1: this on the YouTube.
0: What is the movie called though? Uh the re- revenant. Revenant.
1: You were close. Revenant. Close. revenant. Yeah. <laughs> remnant, Those revenant. are the ones that the board. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um
0: yeah, so yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a sanctification. He's and like, it's like,
0: it's after he's been beat up by a bear. So it's so like you come to faith in Christ and then life is hard and you're dealing yeah. with with the, the battle and you're engaging there. And so anyway, I don't know how that has anything to do with worship, but <laughs> worship is supposed to be a posture of our everyday life. And as we gl- grow closer to Jesus, our life should be demonstrating worship to Jesus. And mm-hmm. so there's tons of different ways that we can worship. I'll give a few and then I'll ask you, Brody, give a few. Um, and I, I, I take time when I'm outside of my house in my backyard and I'm just looking and I just worship God for how he has blessed me. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just the abundance of what he's given me, the wife that he's given me. I mean, Rachel is far greater than what I deserve. The kids that I have, I, I mean, I've said this before in in somewhat of a joking way, but also some, what of a serious way. I mean, I'm a lot to handle and Brody, you know, that you work with me a lot. Like, um, I can say things that come across rude when I don't mean them to be rude. I can be brash sometimes because I'm, even though I hate to say this, I'm a very passionate person. Yeah. And in my passion, sometimes I'm just ridiculous. And so people, are, but, but, but God, Aren't is, we
1: all though, like, yeah, I guess. come on,
0: but, God, but God's blessed me in spite of that. And he's working. Like I'm way better now than I have ever been. And hopefully I say that tomorrow and the next day that I'm, yeah. that I'm growing and changing. Uh, but it is something I have to walk in repentance of, but, but man, God is so good. Mm. And so I pause several times during the day. Cause I also get frustrated at things, you know, I have said this before, it's very easy for us to complain, yep. and there are times where I need reminders in the midst of the complaining, stop complaining and worship, because you are blessed, brother. Mm. We are all blessed, and so that's a pause. Anytime that I'm I'm in the car, if I'm not listening to a podcast, I'm worshiping. Yeah, same. That's just the most fun. I drive a lot. I think when I drive, yeah, I really enjoy worshiping. Early in the morning... I spend time, and I worship. So, yeah. like, I drop off Judah at 7.30 here at the school, boom, I'm in the office, and I'm, like, I'm going to spend an hour in the Word, and I'm going to worship. Mm. And so, worship is not just listening to worship music. Worship is through your prayer, through how you live your life, uh, through, through reading Scripture and listening to God's Word. It is community. So, we, we've talked about corporate worship, how we yeah. come together at Elevator, we come together at, at a Sunday morning service, and and we are worshiping together, but we need to be disciplined and make those things a priority.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would even add to that and say, you can worship through giving as well. And I know we say that every weekend, where it's like, "Yeah, now we're going to worship totally through right. our giving." But hundred percent, like that is a form of worship, and it, it doesn't have to be monetary. I think that's a right. big misnomer in the church. Time is a huge time, attention, yes, um, anything like the fact that. So I've been doing this thing that I started a few even days affection. ago yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah. like words of encouragement correct yes 100 percent. anything that builds up the church yeah can be seen as worship um but when it comes to time for example is you hear this every single time oh i don't have time to read my bible like yeah you do like i so i started a few days ago and i actually kind of enjoyed it i'm waking up before making sure i'm getting up before seven o'clock every day
0: and, it's so hard isn't it
1: hey for people who do not do that normally it is hard okay <laughs> i've actually but i found this that I start my day off better when I do. Absolutely. It, the, the worst part of it is just getting up. But once I'm up, I'm like, I enjoy mm-hmm. having that quiet time where I can really study the scriptures, not feel rushed, drink coffee, enjoy the quietness of the morning where no one's up. Yeah. And then that centers me on God's word yep. that day. And then I can start my day off and be like, okay, cool. I gave some spiritual worship. I, I sacrificed some sleep. Yeah. For something that's going to give me. Some satisfaction to my soul, you know, yeah. restore my soul.
0: Yeah, you can you can certainly get up early. That that's such a cool priority, and 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 I do believe there is something about the quietness and the stillness. Jesus would leave all of the busyness and the the hustle and the bustle and the fullness of what ministry oh, yeah. looked like for him to get alone with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, I believe that getting up early. Before people, or when the room and when the world is silent, that is an awesome opportunity to get away Absolutely. and just spend time in worship with the Lord, whether that's through prayer, whether that's through reading the word, whether that's through worship, whether that's through just meditation. Uh, it's certainly possible. Yeah. So, yes, you can worship through your giving. Mm-hmm. You can also worship through what God has gifted you with. So, yeah. oh, yeah. You know, you, we both played football. I played soccer. I played basketball. People who are into farming, people who are into. Chess and singing and acting, you're what God has gifted you with. When you do that and you do it for God's glory, it's an act of worship as well. When you do things for God's glory, in the so like I know it's overplayed, but I think about Tim Tebow as much as (laughs) a competitor as he was, he did everything to the best of his ability for the glory of the Lord. Yeah. And people knew that. Like there was a, a thing on Netflix about Tim Tebow. And hit the players on Florida's team knew that Tim was not gonna do the things that they did. Yeah. Because he was a firm believer in Jesus. And they wasn't he, going to the parties, he wasn't doing that. And y'all, he was on a rough team. He was on a team. There's very like four of those
1: team. dudes that are like in prison or dead now. Correct. From the things they've been doing. Yes. So I mean, he was absolutely a light. And he got made fun of too. Oh, like
0: yeah. he was bullied. 100%. As much as you could not believe that Tim Tebow, who is a tank of a human being, <laughs> was bullied, he was bullied for his fate. Yeah. So Worship transcends this idea of, of just coming to a service. It, yeah. it is about who we are. We are meant to be worshipers. In fact, there are several books that say you are what you worship. And so for us, we are trying to be like Christ because we worship Him with everything that we are. Yeah. And we are bent, we are naturally bent to worship something, which is why idolatry is such a big deal. So anyway, spiritual discipline of prayer, spiritual discipline of worship, and then Let's talk about what does it actually look like coming out of spiritual apathy, this this, this indifference towards God. What does it look like to actually read our Bibles? Mm. You know, we're about to launch something called After Hours, where we're, where we're walking deeper in our faith, which, shameless plug, if, if you are a student at IBC, or even if you're not a student, but you're at IBC, but you're a student and you want to be a part of this, man, we would love to have you. You can find out more information on our Instagram page. Yep. Uh, but it's going to be a time where we literally walk through what does it mean to follow Jesus. And we look at some of these spiritual disciplines, one of which is reading this bad boy right here. Yep. What does it actually look like to open up scripture and read it? How do we study it? If you have a study Bible, how do you use cross, re- cross references? Yep. How do you use the indexes? How do you use all of the resources that are there? How do you look at Scripture? What are genres? What are um, themes in Scripture that we can identify? What's the difference between uh, Old Testament, New Testament? How do you see the main uh, meta picture of Scripture, which is Christ and and, and the redemption? I mean, there's so much richness there. And I know I have probably just talked and uh, blown like a (laughs) a fire hydrant lid off with all of the things that I just gave you.
1: I think the, the main point is that there is a ton. There's a ton. You have a lifetime to learn about the Bible and learn what it has, what it has to offer the Mm -hmm. things of the Bible. And that's the beauty of it. You're never going to figure it all out.
0: And there are limitless resources. Obviously, you can. I I would encourage everybody to be poured into by someone. Yeah. Student, you need to hear me when I say that if you're a student listening, you should have somebody pouring into your life, whether that's Brody, whether that's me, whether that's if you're a lady, uh, one of our female leaders, or or somebody that's not even involved, like that's just a believer that wants to pour into you. We are designed to be in community with one another, and yeah. discipleship is at the center point of that community. Yep. And walking through Scripture with someone and, and, and learning from someone who has walked with Jesus for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, there is no greater resource than that. Yeah. Um, but there are tons of, of digital resources. Now, I will just say, as a caveat, you can't trust everything you find when no. it comes <laughs> to interpreting and learning how to study the Bible. Yeah. You need to be wise. And you need to follow certain resources. I know Tara Lee Cobble has put out something, uh, which is reading the Bible in a year. I mean, there's tons of different people who have wrote, written yeah. books. David Platt has numerous resources yeah. at radical.net of how to study scripture through his secret churches yeah. and other resources. John Piper, Desiring John Piper, God. Yes, there's, there's so yeah. much out there. But man, forming a discipline of getting into the word daily, it shapes everything about me. You know how, yeah. I mean, Brody, I'm sure there are days where you're like, bro, I can tell Jake hadn't been in the Bible today yet because of my attitude and my posture and how I'm just like God works on my heart. He does surgery every time yeah. I open up his word. And if, if I'm humbly coming before him and in all honesty, seeking him, he does surgery every single time. Yep. And I know that Same. sounds like cliche, but it's not. It's, it's no. just unless you've experienced it, you don't know what we're talking about. But yeah. But it is a discipline because we don't like that. Like, there is something about us that's like, nah, I don't want to change. I don't (laughs) need to change.
1: Yeah, and that's why we call it um, refinement. Like, it's just you go through the process of that refining. It's not fun necessarily. I don't love it when I, like, this morning I opened up to Judges, and immediately I'm convicted because just the Israelites only doing half of what God told them to do and not the rest. Yeah. I'm like, man, how many times do I just do half of what God is asking me to do? Yeah. And I was like, oh, (laughs) but that is that's how I grow and learn and be sanctified to become like Christ. It's every single day waking up and being like, okay, maybe tomorrow I open up and it's like the anger of the Israelites and that convicts me. I'm like, man, you know, it could be whatever
0: it's, you know, the posture of John the Baptist who would say less of me and more of him. Mm -hmm. The exact quote would be, um, I need to decrease and he needs to increase. Yeah. And if you have that posture when you approach any type of spiritual discipline, bro, that, that is going to automatically put you head and shoulders above where you could be if you just tried to do it by your own strength. Yep. Knowing that you're not perfect, knowing that you're not alone, knowing that we all have room to grow, and it, it removes all shame. And it just says, Lord, I need, you. Yeah. you know, and again, this is coming off the hills of us talking about spiritual apathy, feeling this indifference toward God. You don't feel indifference to someone who you depend on and need for everything. <laughs> you feel diff- indifferent to someone who you don't need anything from. Yeah. And so it's having that right mindset of, oh, I need this. Even when I don't think I need it, I need it more. Yeah, And so, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a huge one.
1: I love the scripture that I'm looking at right now. It's Joshua 1.8. Mm. It says, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful. I just said prosperous.
0: Prosperous. Prosperous.
1: <laughs> prosperous. You know,
0: it's very interesting because then you're going to John, or Joshua 1, nine right after that where oh, yeah. literally it says, the Lord commanded Joshua, be strong and courageous. Yep. Do not be afraid. Fear not, for I am with you wherever you go. Like that is powerful. Yeah. So there, you know, it's really neat there. You've got this, don't depart from the word, cling to the word, cling to what I'm telling meditate you, on it. meditate on it and know yeah. I'm with you. Don't be afraid, be courageous, have this courage about you because I'm with you wherever you go. How am I with you? One, the indwelling <laughs> presence of the Holy Spirit for believers and two, because you take the very word of God with you when you meditate on it and memorize it. Yeah. And that word, whether we believe it or not, it is a fact that it is powerful and it is true, sharper than any double-edged sword. Amen. Boom.
1: Yeah. and oh, The Bible is full of that, too. I know. It's not just in Joshua. It's like all over. All over
0: Scripture. All throughout Scripture, it's a theme. Um, You would never know if you didn't read it. That's right. And again, you know, we talk about it. We we have been followers of Jesus for several years. And obviously, we, we are both on staff at a church. But you need to hear this through the lens of not pastors telling you something. You need to hear this through the lens of people who have been there and done that. And been changed by God's grace. Like, this is not a positional authority. This is, man, humility of of these things have changed our lives. Yeah. When we've been in times of spiritual apathy and and difficulty, it is these things that have changed our relationship and walk with the Lord. It's how He gets a hold of us. And and it's our natural response, our overflow of love for Him.
1: Yeah. And it's nothing by what we've done, but everything that Christ has done.
0: Everything that Christ has done.
1: I I love that reminder. It's Ephesians 2. I mean, but God be rich in mercy, so no one can boast. Like I can't sit here and go, well, look at all this stuff that I've read and all this scripture memorized. It's all by the power of the Holy Spirit and all by what Jesus did on the cross. So
0: So listen, as we kind of wind this thing down, I I just hope you're encouraged by the reality of these are some things that we can work on as followers of Jesus, certainly starting with prayer. What does our prayer life look like? What's the pulse of our prayer? How our life is meant to be worship. What does worship look like? Um, and then studying God's word. Those are three primary things that have huge impacts on our each and every day life. So we're, we're going to kind of wind this thing down because we're running out of time, but hopefully you've been encouraged by that. If you have questions, please submit them to us. We would yeah. love, uh, whether you're in the YouTube comments, you can put them there, send them to our social media, uh, students at IBC or students IBC. What is it? IBC, I don't know. Something like that. IBC, it's I think it's students IBC. Students IBC. IBC. Uh, or you can email us at JeD at Ibclex.com or BrodyT at IBClex.com. We have enjoyed getting to talk to you. Hopefully you're encouraged, and I want to do something a little different. I want to end this podcast in prayer, let's which do it. we don't really end podcasts in prayer, I like but I, we can't not end in prayer when we talk about spiritual disciplines. Amen. So let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in Prayer, and guys, you all have a great week, and we will see you at the next episode. Peace. Father God, we thank you and praise you for the opportunity to one, just know Jesus. How you have made it possible through sending your son for fallen, sinful people to come in right relationship with you, all because of what Jesus accomplished, all because of the punishment that our sin earned and deserved that He took on the cross, how you poured out your wrath on your son, who was completely innocent, all for the purpose of him demonstrating his power over sin, Satan, and death through the resurrection, so that anyone who turns from their sins and trusts in him would believe and and have everlasting reconciliation with God. God, we thank you for that. That's why we're here. That news is what makes all this possible. And so I pray, God, as as we examine our lives and as as we think about what it means to, to have these spiritual disciplines and grow in them, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would fill us more with boldness and courage that we might approach these things in a way that honors and glorifies you. No one is perfect, Lord, but may you work in us, And begin the process of changing us, making us less like ourselves and more like you. Thank you for the opportunity that we can have conversations like this. And may you be magnified and glorified through all that we do. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Boom. See y'all.